everyone, and welcome to another episode of WWT Experts. My name is Matthew Koba. I'll be with you here today, and today we're talking with Matthew Crook, who is a key member of Worldwide Technologies Oil and Gas Practice. Uh, Matthew's been with Worldwide Technology almost five years now, so congratulations on that milestone that's coming up. And he's got over 15 years of experience working with clients on a variety of solutions, including cyber resilience, AI ops, identity access management, and much, much more. Today, we're going to focus on Matthew's expert knowledge of intelligent automation in the oil and gas industry, where we've got a lot of client work out there. Um, and I always love getting, you know, getting together with a fellow. Hello, Matthew. So, Matthew Crook, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, that's great. Well, look, let's let's jump right in. So, to get started, you know, we're talking about intelligent automation today. So, is that just like automation but smarter, uh, or or what makes automation intelligent, and why is that really important for our clients in the oil and gas industry? So intelligent automation is, is about not necessarily trying to automate everything, but automate everything right. So finding use cases that have high value to the organization or high transaction volume so that those tangible benefits can really be realized. And it also means building a culture of automation in the organization that encourages everyone to contribute ideas and code so that the organization and individuals can benefit from the automation that's being developed. Well, Matthew, you know, we're talking about intelligent automation, and I'm curious, what are the specific technologies that you're looking at out there in that area, and how do those align with particular use cases that you're seeing out in the oil and gas industry? Yeah, in the oil and gas space, you know, organizations are always looking for ways to reduce risk, improve safety, and increase productivity. And, and when it comes to automation, particularly around how they can automate their IT and OT systems, it, it, it's trying to meet those goals. So it's doing things like uh, automating the way that they deploy networks uh, at a remote location or automating the way that they deploy compute and applications. So whether it's a rig site where they're trying to enable remote operations or it's a pipeline where they're trying to uh, gain additional data and insights of what's happening at a pipeline without having human intervention, intervention or at a downstream site in a refinery where they're trying to uh, improve the efficiency of the operation and again, reduce risk and, and improve safety in those. It's, it's using automation to drive those efficiencies and improve the the productivity of those locations. So Matthew, I you know, I know automation can be like notoriously tricky for a lot of client organizations, a lot of organizations out in the world. Uh, when we help automate everything right, as you describe it, it can be super powerful, right? So how do oil and gas companies, really any organization, figure out how to ensure that they are automating in fact the right things? Yeah, we talk a lot about uh, getting individuals to realize value in automation first and using that as a way to find success within the organization. So when you can when you can focus the ideas on what are the things that can be automated that are going to help individuals, then you're going to get that adoption from the individuals and you're going to be able to build on top of that. Additionally, you, we often look at uh, automation in some different buckets. There's infrastructure automation, process automation, application and platforms automation. And so using each of those things to build on top of each other really helps to build that culture of automation that I mentioned to begin with and really 
brings that throughout the organization to, to bring that value up and get everybody on board with that automation mindset. Well, so let's talk a little bit about the convergence of information technology and operational technology, right? IT and OT. Our clients, you know, are talking about technology being more of an enabler of the business than ever before, and they really want to unlock that. But a lot of organizations are still <clears throat> struggling to figure out, you know, how do you adapt and gain visibility and efficiency across both IT and OT areas within the business? Uh, how, how do you help clients address that and tackle that idea? Yeah, we're definitely seeing this come up a lot in the uh, oil and gas space, but particularly because more and more oil and gas organizations are looking to implement things like remote operations or you know smarter resources in the in the downstream space. And so, what that's requiring is that convergence of IT and OT. In order for the for remote operations at a rig site to to happen, you've got to have a solid IT infrastructure to be able to reach that. And so, what we're seeing is a lot of focus on on improving that infrastructure stack and in the OT space to be able to facilitate these longer term goals. And really the reason that oil and gas companies are moving in this space is to reduce risk, you know, at the at the rig site and improve efficiency in their operations and and really deliver better outcomes for their customers, um, whether it's the general public or you know others within the oil and gas space. And and so from an automation standpoint, we're seeing a lot of interest in being able to take the, the things that IT has already been doing for several years around automation, particularly around infrastructure automation, and start to bring that down to the edge and, and into the OT space. And so that's allowing them to improve rig up times for, for remote rig sites or improve consistency of deployments at, at, at a pipeline or a downstream site. And, and these things that IT has already been doing for years and the processes around DevOps and governance and CICD pipelines, we're able now to take those and adjust them to what the OT needs are and start to drive the value of what's already been learned and bring that into the OT space while at the same time preserving what the OT space is really built for, which is driving those business processes and getting things done and bringing that together so that then there's a tangible benefit for the organization as they go down this journey of digitalization. Well, Matthew, I want to build on that answer a little bit because it seems to me that, you know, you blend together IT and OT in oil and gas, it's complicated, right? You've got these field operations, connectivity may not be there. Um, the risk involved can be much higher than perhaps in some other industries. So. You know, I'm curious if you could tell us some about what are some things going on in oil and gas that other organizations, other industry verticals should learn about how they've had success with those those integrations. Yeah, you're right. The, there's definitely unique uh, challenges within the oil and gas space. You know, safety is always uh, the number one concern for any oil and gas organization. Um, obviously, doing business safely is key, and so automation when done right, can help facilitate that. And that's a key point. And so as we engage with our oil and gas customers, that's one of the key things that we try to identify is those use cases where we can, where automation is going to deliver solid outcomes consistently for them to improve those safety, reduce risk of the operations. Um, you mentioned challenges with connectivity also. And, and this is another thing that we're seeing a lot of, you know, there's a lot of 
uh, we're, we're at a time where there's new technology in this space around low earth orbit satellite and different ways to connect remote sites. And so it's opening up new opportunities to drive uh, additional remote capabilities. Uh, we're seeing the things like SD-WAN technologies, which again have been adopted for several years from in the IT organization, now being pushed out to these smaller sites, these you know, remote rig sites in order to better facilitate connectivity and utilize new technologies like low earth orbit, but also still having the ability to utilize things like LTE and satellites, private LTE and, and different technologies like that. So it's this convergence is happening, you know, across the infrastructure, across automation and across, you know, the, the network and, and application space as well. Well, Matthew, I know another good example of work that we've done in these areas uh, is with a, a worldwide technology client called Freeport McMoran. It's a global mining firm, right? Um, and I know you're quite familiar with that work. But I'm curious, like, you know, we've been doing that for several years now. What, what are the lessons that we've seen there that are really then applied to and you sort of moved over into that oil and gas client base that you work with? Yeah, we've actually used that example a lot with our oil and gas customers because there are so many great parallels. You know, the goals of Freeport, uh, Macmoran are, are very similar to a lot of the oil and gas. You know, they want to improve efficiency of the operations. They want to reduce risk and safety incidents. And, and these things translate into the oil and gas space as well. Uh, one of the examples that we use a lot is the truck sensors that we help develop for Freeport. Uh, you know, they they had all this data available to them about how the trucks were operating and how they moved around the, the mine. And ultimately we were able to get that data and bring that into dashboards that helps the help Freeport understand pr the predictive maintenance of the truck. So understanding when certain things happen within a truck, they need to pull it out of service so that it doesn't cause a downtime and break down in the middle of, a, of the mine where it's difficult to get it out and get it repaired. At the same time, we can use that same data to develop the driver scorecards where as the trucks move around, the drivers are able to understand how they're driving the trucks and whether they're getting the best uh, utilization of those. Those same types of ideas translate into the oil and gas space as you're drilling a, a, a rig, a, a drilling a well. And so you're able to take all these metrics that are already being collected, but now start to understand and drive insights from those, whether it's predicting where within a, a particular bit or a tool that's being used for the drilling or understanding the environmentals of, you know, the speed and vibration of what's happening down in the well to then predict and, and provide those kind of scorecard metrics of whether the driller is taking the best path or, you know, the, or if they're running into issues that need to be corrected. And so what we're seeing is just like, you know, with Freeport, there's an abundance of data that's available. And now as we get into, you know, being able to unlock that with um, new capabilities around AI and ML and different, different ways to look at that data, it's giving us a, a different way to approach it uh, and, and change the way that drilling operations happening. It's also what's fueling this move into remote drilling operations. Uh, because now we've got the data where when we process this, process that well and process that efficiently, it can help make better decisions and help drive efficiencies and, again, reduce risk uh, out at those remote sites. 
Well, Matthew, I appreciate when, when projects like this go really well, you end up with really transformational outcomes for organizations. And I know that's also hard, right? It's, it's rarely easy to, to make that happen. Um, if I think about oil and gas, there's still organizations in that industry that are working with technology or infrastructure that can be 10 years old, 20 years old, 20 years old, 30 years old, you know, older stuff. Um, so I'm curious, like, fundamentally this becomes then a modernization play and, you know, calibrating that modernization strategy against all of that legacy infrastructure and technology that companies may have. How do you advise clients to think through that and really move forward in smart ways with their modernization? It's a great question, and it's something you know. As we as we approach our customers in these types of conversations, what we try to do is break it down into you know the short term, medium term, long term goals of what they're doing, and then map what their what their current state is against that. Um, for example, one customer that we're working with, they they're trying to move into this, this these remote operations, and so as they as we looked at that with them, we looked at everything that they were doing and found that one of the most challenging things for them to modernize is going to be their application set. As you said, it's, it's a, it's, it's an application set that's been around for 20 years. It's been developed on, on top of that. So it's, it's kind of long in the tooth, but it's, it's critical to the, the way that they operate their business today. And it's not an overnight transformation to be able to just go and replace that. But in order to go replace that, it has effects on everything else in the infrastructure, the way they do compute, the way that they look at the network, the way that they have storage. And so, we help by identifying what those longer term things are like application modernization and then back it down into, okay, we can start with some infrastructure components today to set the foundation for what is ultimately going to be coming down the line in a couple of years. And so from an automation standpoint, we are able to help them target things like the infrastructure and build that in a way that is automated and is repeatable and gives them the, the consistent experience in a platform that allows them to support their applications for today, but is also future ready as they continue to modernize those other aspects that are going to consume the infrastructure. Well, Matthew, you've brought up data a couple times in, in your uh, remarks here, and you know that naturally makes me think about artificial intelligence, and there's all kinds of energy around artificial intelligence out in the market today. So I'm curious, as you think about sort of the data in this world, how can that data be designed to really deliver great AI results in the marketplace, and, what, and what's coming up as we look ahead? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of activity and discussion around AI and, and what it can do in the oil and gas space. And, and I think, you know, like a lot of the industries, we're just scratching the surface on what that's going to look like. Uh, you know, oil and gas organizations, uh, when, when you talk about upstream drilling, everybody's always looking for ways to maximize productivity of a well, while also minimizing the environmental and long-term impacts of doing that. Um, AI is really giving us new ways to look at the data and, and help make better decisions decisions about how to drill a well and how to prepare a site, how to leave a site and, and really maximize, you know, these resources that we're, that we're consuming. Uh, I, I think AI today is really centered around trying to make sense of the data. Um, it's not quite at a point where it's being led into the wild to go make a bunch of decisions and do things autonomously. Uh, but, uh, but I think that's a direction that we're headed. 
Well, Matthew, I always like to kind of, towards the end of these sessions, ask our experts to look ahead into the future. So, you know, we've been talking about intelligent automation uh, and topics like that today. If you look out two or five years out, in addition to AI, what other things are you excited to see coming onto the market in these areas? Yeah, I think AI is the big one. Uh, you know, everybody's, everybody's, like I said, everybody's looking at AI today to help make sense of data, but it's really moving in a way of how can we make decisions faster. And so as we as we look at things like modernizing the infrastructure at the rig, now we've got an ability to run models right at the data source. And so we can we can utilize things like NVIDIA GPUs and and make decisions right next to the data to to enable things like autonomous drilling. Um, some of these technologies like autonomous drilling are in their baby stages today, but in the next two to five years, we're anticipating that these are going to become more mainstream uh, within the industry. And again, I think that this is going to, this is good news for everybody because it's going to uh, improve efficiency of these well sites. And it's also going to reduce uh, the you know, risk and, and the environmental uh, impacts of, of the, what we're doing, because we're going to be looking at this in a way that allows us to maximize that output. Uh, and, and it's really all centered around the ability to just consume that data and make decisions uh, as, as quickly as possible through those AI, you know, generative AI and, uh, you know, those different AI technologies. Cool. Well, Matthew Crook, uh, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your expertise. Yeah, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. And thank you for joining us as well. This has been another great WWT Experts session. We've got plenty more coming up on the calendar and lots that you can check out in the back catalog. Head to www.wwt.com slash events and look for those WWT Experts sessions and much, much more. Thanks for coming and we'll see you next time.